Hi, welcome to the Charlotte Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy today's message and that it both encourages and inspires you. church. Uh, Thank you, Pastor Kim, for that amazing offering and communion sermon. Uh, My name is Jake, and I have the absolute privilege of joining you for the next 25 or so minutes. Uh, And to bring a thought that I've been pondering for a little bit now, I hope you guys are excited just as much as I am. Uh, Before I start anything, I would love to take a moment to honor Pastor Phil and Pastor Krista. Uh, Thank you for the opportunity that you have given me to preach to your church. I do not take it lightly. And church, I love our senior pastors and I love their dedication to building the church and empowering the church uh, in our local community and going off to the Torres Strait Islands and building the church up there. I love those guys. Thank you so much, Pastor Phil and Pastor Krista. Let's get into it. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for the time this evening. Lord, thank you that you have given us a chance to come together and experience your word. Lord, help me, help them, help us. Amen. Amen. Church, this evening, I would love to bring uh, importance um, of banners, a sermon about the importance of banners. Uh, my main text is found in Exodus 17, 8 to 15. So if you want to get your Bibles up, That would be amazing. I'm sure it's going to pop up on the screen, but if not, I've got it here. And it says, verse 8, The Amalekites came and attacked the Israelites at Rephidim. Moses said to Joshua, Choose some of our men and go and fight the Amalekites. Tomorrow I will stand at the top of the hill with the staff of God in my hands. So Joshua fought the Amalekites as Moses ordered, and Moses, Aaron, and Hur went to the top of the hill. As long as Moses held his hands up, the Israelites were winning. But whenever he lowered his hands, the Amalekites took territory. When Moses' hands grew tired, they took a rock, put it underneath him and sat him on it. Aaron and Hur held his hands up, one on one side and one on the other, so that his hands remained steady until sunset. Therefore, Joshua overcame the Amalekite army. Then the Lord said to Moses, write this on a scroll as something to be remembered and make sure that Joshua hears it because I will completely blot out the name of Amalek from under the heavens. Moses built an altar and called it Jehovah Nissi. The Lord is my banner. See, I would love to take a short time this evening to unpack what Jehovah Nissi means and why we should care slightly about the phrase, the Lord is my banner. See, I have three points this evening on the importance of banners. Point one, banners have purpose. Banners have purpose. See, banners in biblical times weren't just small flags that you wave around, not like NRL flags that come in a pole and you kind of buy for a gimmick. These were massive flags and these were mighty signs and massive, massive flags. They were often made of silk and linen uh, and they were fixed. 
See, unlike a typical flag, banners were fixed into a location. They do not move. They are meant to be visible. So these banners were designed to be so big that people walking across from miles away could identify that there is a banner fixed in this location. And the purpose of banners was to honor and they were to celebrate a victory. See, they were meant to stand tall and stand large and let people know that victory took place here. See, in the Psalms, verse 20, it says, We will shout for joy when we are victorious and we will lift up our banners in the name of our God. See, banners were meant to be permanent reminders that victory took place here. See, when you saw a banner in biblical times, you would recognize that as a spot where honor was earned right there in that spot. And to this day, we still use banners, even in those contexts. I, uh, I have recently gotten into the NBA, the Basketball League of America, and I love it. It's fantastic. And something that caught my eye was when I was watching a Chicago Bulls game, Pastor Phil would be so impressed, uh, is they had banners on the ceilings of the stadium. And for each banner, they had a picture of the trophy and the year that they won the championship. So they've got them scattered all over the place. And I started doing some research and turns out it's actually common practice for NBA teams to create a banner that stands meters tall from the ceiling, highlighting when they won their championship. So people can see the banner and recognize, wow, in 2006, we won and we claimed victory in this tournament. And this is a perfect picture of the symbolism or the significance of Moses' statement when he builds the altar and he says, the Lord is my banner. See, when he says the Lord is my banner, he highlights that God doesn't move. God is immovable. God is supposed to be seen. He is visible. See, God celebrates victory and he celebrates honor. Just like in this story, God gave victory and he gave honor to the Israelites. And now when he states that the Lord is our banner, we can look at Jesus. We can look at God and we can recognize that our victory is found in Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ stands tall and immovable. And we can see from miles away that our honor and our victory is found in Jesus Christ. God is our banner it's so much more than just a flag. God is our banner means that we can look at the immovable God and say, that is where I find victory. That is where I find honor. That is where I find safety. See, when we state Jehovah Nisi, God is my provider, it is not something to be taken lightly. We can stand firm in the face of anything and say, no, God is Jehovah Nisi. He is my banner. And that is where I find victory. When God is your banner, he is where you look to find victory. So point one, banners have purpose. And uh, point two, for anyone who's writing it down or playing at home, banners are greater than natural circumstances. Or simply, natural circumstances answer to God's will. See, when we look at the Israelites, 
back in biblical times, they weren't a massive army that was taken seriously in the middle of the desert. The Bible tells us that they had just come out of Egypt where they were slaves and they were farmers. So when they were taken out of Egypt, they would have had all of their possessions with them wandering in the desert. See, they would have had their livestock. They would have had women. They would have had children. They wouldn't have had armor. They wouldn't have had serious weaponry. And I guarantee they would have been tired. They would have been hungry. They would have been thirsty. They would have been frustrated. See, if you were walking in the desert for 40 years, you would be too. These guys were not war ready. And it says that the Amalekites ambushed them out of nowhere. They were not prepared for that, a war today. And I see this in the verse where Moses says to Joshua, choose some men to go and fight the Amalekites. Tomorrow, I will stand on the hill with the staff of God in my hands. See, Moses wasn't prepared to go onto the top of the hill and raise the staff. He required an intervention. He required Joshua to go and hold them off for a little bit. Buy me some time and somewhere I will pull a victory out of a hat. See, when we look at their circumstance, there was no natural way the Israelites were coming out of this situation. They were caught with two hands in the air and nothing in their pockets. The Amalekites knew they were ready for war. They would have brought their best. They would have brought everything with them. There is no natural way the Israelites survived to tell this story. But who knows, our God doesn't work in the natural. Our God thrives in the supernatural. See, it was God that pulled the rabbit out of the hat. It was God that supplied the victory for them when they saw no natural circumstance that was anything worth it. See, when the Lord is our banner, he is greater than natural circumstances. When the Lord is our banner, he adds the super to our natural circumstance. When the Lord is our banner, we don't have to worry about what natural circumstance looks like because God is greater than natural circumstances. God is greater than natural circumstances. Whatever we find ourselves in, whatever ambush life pulls us into, we recognize that when the Lord is our banner, he comes through. And uh, I love this because Nikita, have, Nikita and I have seen this multiple times in our own lives. And to share a couple of stories, about 18 months ago uh, at work, Nikita found a bit of pain in her leg uh, and in her abdomen. And we thought, oh, okay, we're just going to push through. Like, obviously tired, have a bit of a sleep. After a couple of weeks, we thought, no, this isn't budging. We should probably go see a doctor. And Nikita went to see a doctor and they concluded that she had a hernia. And it was causing quite a bit of pain. And at the time, we didn't have health insurance and elective surgeries were backed up and it was going to be very expensive and it was going to cost time. And this wasn't something that we were prepared for. This wasn't something that could happen in our natural lives. So we met with the surgeon, got, you know, ultrasounds and stuff. And they said, yeah, we're going to have to, we're going to have to surgically fix this. And it's not going to be pretty. It's going to be a long uh, haul. It's going to be a long resolution. You can't go back to work. 
while you're healing, it's gonna be costly, it's gonna take time to get into an operation ward, it was not going to go well. And we thought, oh Lord, this is the last thing we need. We can't have a hernia right now. This is not good. And we said, oh Lord, you are our provider. You are our God. You need to intervene here. You need to fix this. Please come and sort this out. So we went to prayer and we booked in for a revisit to discuss the delivery of the operation and what was going to cost and everything. And after the short couple of weeks of praying, she had another ultrasound. And the surgeon said, I can't believe it. It's disappeared. There is no trace of you ever having a hernia. You, we don't need to have this discussion. Shake hands and go away. And we haven't had any of that pain since. See, there was no natural way that we get out of this circumstance. But I'm here to remind you, church, that God does not work in natural circumstances. See, when the Lord is our banner, our banner is greater than our natural circumstances. And a second story, because I'm feeling generous, we, uh, Nikita and I had a bit of a rough year last year and financially we got ourselves into a little bit of debt. Uh, it was quite scary. Uh, we had a couple of bits of debt across three accounts um, and we were starting to get a bit stressed. We were going to say, Lord, how are we going to, are we going to pay this back? How are we going to get through this? We, we don't own enough money to pay all this back. I'm already working two jobs. Nikita can't get a second job. I can't get a third job. We're studying. How do we get out of this mess? And we're praying and we're praying and we're praying. We say, Lord, you are you are our provider. You don't you want the best of us. You can't let us do this. Why? Why is this happening? Lord, help us, help us, help us. And uh, we felt we felt the Lord say, just wait. Just wait on me. Just wait and wait and wait. So a few weeks go past, goes into a couple of months, and we're still waiting, we're praying, and said, Lord, this is just accumulating, we're paying interest, how are we going to get this? And we, we realized it was July, it was tax time, and we thought maybe if we get a tax refund, we could just get a little bit to start paying it off, and I don't know what's going on. So we submitted our tax forms and we ran into a couple of errors. The, the, the website failed for some reason. We didn't know if we claimed it, if we didn't. We, just, we felt God say, just wait. So we did. And after a, after a few weeks, we noticed a sum of money get into our account from the ATO. And it was our tax refunds. And it was a significant amount of money. It was an amount of money we've never accumulatively earned in tax time. We showed a couple of close friends and they were beside themselves. They've never experienced anything like this. It was three, four times over what we normally get. And we were sitting here going, how? What is all of this? This is, There's obviously got to be some sort of issue. So we called them, oh, no, it's all good. It's all sorted. It's all yours. Oh, Okay. And when we did the maths, the massive amount of money was exactly the amount that accumulatively we needed for our debts. 
See, across the three accounts, it was the exact to the dollar amount we needed to pay off. See, there was no natural way that we were ever going to come out of this debt. But I want to remind you again, church, that our God works in the supernatural. God does not bow to natural law. When the Lord is your banner, you can expect supernatural provision. In 2 Peter 1.3, it says his divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through his knowledge of him who called on him and by his own goodness and glory. See, his divine power has given us everything we need by his glory and goodness. I'm here to remind you, church, if you find yourself in a situation that seems impossible, if you find yourself in a situation that looks like there's no natural remedy, there is no way that you physically get out of this. I'm here to remind you of the importance of the banner. See, the Lord is our banner and the Lord is our victory. See, when we need to get out of something, we can look to the banner and we can see that that is where our victory is. In the banner is where we find our honor and in the banner, we found our solution, just like the Israelites find with the Amalekites. When they needed a supernatural intervention in a natural circumstance, they can look to the banner of God. See, point two was that our banner is greater than our natural circumstances. Point three, the victory comes before the banner. The victory comes before the banner. See, the Israelites in the story actually had a secret weapon that they totally forgot about. It says as in Exodus 13, that they were carrying their victory with them before the Amalekites even ambushed them. Chapter 13, 21 says, By day the Lord went ahead of them in a pillar of smoke to guide them on their way, and by night the pillar of fire gave them light so that they could travel by day, and travel by night. See, just a couple of chapters before the story, we see that the Israelites were actually carrying the tangible presence of God whilst walking through the wilderness. See, this pillar that they were carrying, this pillar that they were following, was the physical place where the tangible manifestation of God was found. And I'm not surprised that God intervened and that God used Moses to overcome the Amalekites when the Israelites were carrying the literal fire of God. See, the Israelites were prepared without being prepared. The Israelites were carrying their victory with them before they even got ambushed. And I think that is the perfect picture of how we need to live our lives. See, you and I, we have the chance to carry our victory with us before the Amalekites come. We have the chance to carry our victory into our circumstance before life even gets us down when we carry the fire of God. See, when we carry the fire of God, it does not matter what natural circumstance attacks us. There is no natural enemy that can come towards us 
But when we carry our victory, we carry the fire of God with us. See, the physical banner is planted. The physical banner is immovable. The physical banner is massive. But the victory tied to the banner is carried by us. See, it doesn't mean when you put the banner up that you leave the victory there. You carry it with you. When the Lord is your banner, you carry the victory of God with you. See, church, I don't know what circumstances you find yourself in this evening. I don't know if it's supernatural, if it's natural, if you have a plan, if you don't have a plan, if you're praying or if you're not praying. But I'm here to remind you that when the Lord is our banner, God comes through. See, when the Lord is our banner, we can look to him and find victory. When the Lord is our banner, he is greater than natural circumstances. When the Lord is our banner, we actually carry the victory with us before we even get to the issue. So this evening, I would love to pray for two types of people. I would love to pray for people that may find themselves in impossible circumstances and that need a supernatural intervention. And I would also love to pray that we get an indwelling of the Holy Spirit and that we carry the fire of God where we go. See, we don't need to wait for our circumstances to catch us when we carry the literal fire of God through the Holy Spirit. So if you find yourself in one of those two categories, would you just put a hands up emoji or a fire emoji or let someone know in the chat and we would love to join with you in prayer and we would love to pray for you specifically. I'm going to take a moment for everyone to put their highlighted emoji in the chat before I get praying. Great. Great. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you that you are our banner. Lord, I thank you that you are Jehovah Nissi and that we can look to you for our circumstances. We can look to you for our victory. We can look to you for our honor. We thank you, Lord, that you are a banner that intercedes. You are a banner that provides for us supernaturally. And Lord, for anyone in this meeting, anyone in this live chat, that feels like they are in a supernatural area, that they need help. If they find themselves in a sticky situation or impossible circumstance that require your presence, Lord, I just pray that you rain down. Holy Spirit, that you do what you do. Lord, we believe that you are still the healer today, that you are still the provider today. Lord, I pray for natural families, natural businesses, natural relationships, Lord, natural addictions, Lord, that they may meet the supernatural banner of God, that those circumstances may meet Jehovah Nissi, our banner. And Lord, I pray for anyone who needs an indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Lord, Holy Spirit, I pray that you come right now. You touch every single person, anyone who's got their hand raised and said, I want to be a fire carrier. I want to be someone who carries our victory with us. Lord, I thank you that your word has shown us time and time again that you are the answer and that you are a good God and you are what we need in our natural circumstances. 
Lord, we thank you for the message. We thank you for the story being shared. And Lord, I cannot wait for the praise reports and the stories that were going to come out of us trusting in our banner. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us, church. I can't wait to see you next week in person and on our live stream this evening. See you later. I am a- Thank you for joining our podcast. We hope you were blessed by today's message. You can connect with us at shilohchurch.com.au.